Good evening and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I'm Matt Ford. And I'm Matt Dyson. And together we are... The two Rock Mats. and Roll Football. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. Damn it! <laughs> we'll never be a silky double act, will we? But I guess no, that's part of the yeah, appeal. Yeah, well, that's it. Maybe we should go back to the old the old catchphrase. I can't, I can't even remember what it was, in fact. You know, we, we move onwards and upwards, don't we? We continue to innovate. It's the only way to survive. Yeah, we've got to evolve or you just staying still. You know, who wants that? Well, yeah, I mean, unless you fancy a rest, then, you know, unless you're a bit tired. Yeah, I suppose so. Staying still is quite nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of of life advice, there's some great life advice in the the channeling of the Roys later on on this podcast. Yes. uh, Quite deep and philosophical stuff later from one of the Roys. That's right. Uh, and also, um, uh, advice in, in a way to avoid. There's, uh, there's a kind of way to... Um, through other people's mistakes you may learn in this show. We talk yes. about things that have gone wrong a lot in this show today. Yeah, but things have gone wrong, people getting up to no good in, in various different ways. You know, there's a, there's a lot of subject matter covered. Certainly. There is. It's a very scandalous episode of uh, rock and roll football. I do wonder, as a double act, Dyson, do you think, you know, when they do retrospective documentaries about Morecambe and Wise and the two Ronnies, yeah. when yeah. they inevitably do the TV documentary about mm. uh, Dyson and Ford... And, yeah, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like um, Coogan and um, John C. Riley playing uh, Stan and Ollie in the film. Yeah. What would, that, what would people say our dynamic was? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, am I, I, I suppose I'm the straight guy, am I? Is that, you're the, I'm wacky, not sure. I'm not the sure. wacky japester. I don't know. I, I think know. we're both not the straight guy. We refuse to be pigeonholed. That's what it is. That's what they'll say in That's the documentary. It's like we couldn't pigeonhole these guys. But will they say they had a toxic relationship? The way <laughs> Matt Dyson treated him was <laughs> disgraceful. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, off air, obviously, they might start revealing our, our heated arguments in between links. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... I don't think we've ever come anywhere close to ever having an argument, have we? No, I don't think we have. Or a, or a fight. You know, we'd never come close to a fight. No. <laughs> this is so um, weird. It yeah, may yeah, sound... I can't imagine anything weirder than having a physical fight with you. No, already, I mean, just physical fights are or bad. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Actually, yeah. But yeah, the, yeah. I- the idea that us two would descend to physical violence, <laughs> I can't. I can't entertain the idea. But this may sound irrelevant. In a strange way, even though we are mucking about, it does kind of come up, so um, mm, look out for that. Yeah. Enjoy and learn from the mistakes of others. Brace yourselves, it's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Well, there's plenty of games at three o'clock, and here to preview all that red hot yes. Premier League action is the red hot Matt Dyson. Thank you. Uh, well, after the rock bottom, super rich Saudi magpies have tried to steal a valuable point at the Emirates, we have some decent three o'clock kickoffs to look forward to in the Premier League this afternoon. Hold off on watching the new Beatles documentary Get <laughs> Back on Disney Plus for the next three hours at least. Help us get a ticket to nice. ride this helter skelter. Don't let me down. We can work it out. You'll be get you'll get by with a little help from your friends. You're just reading two out two It's just a list of Beatles songs now. <laughs> well, yeah, you get by with a little help from your friends. The two mats. He is the Eggman. I am the Walrus. <laughs> Cuckoo, Cuckoo. And the Fab Four's Scouse brethren, Liverpool, are in action today, playing their feeder club, Southampton. Speaking of nowhere men, uh, the incoming new interim Man United boss, who came out of nowhere, has been getting praise from Jurgen Klopp. He came up against Ralph Rangnick a lot when he was in Germany and says his compatriot's imminent arrival is not good news for other teams. If he does come to Old Trafford,
understood there'll be so many German men in top jobs in the Premier League, the training kits will have to start including branded Lederhosen. Ooh. Elsewhere at three is like the baggy kitted Premier League heyday in the early noughties as Patrick Vieira takes on Stephen Gerrard yes. at Southwark Park, fresh from a win in his first game as Aston Villa boss there at a resurgent Crystal Palace. Old Villa boss Dean Smith is now at Norwich, of course, who also had a new manager bounce last week. D Smith manager under D Smith owner. I wonder if they get uh, deliveries mixed up with Delia's at the Carrow Road post room. The Canaries welcoming some wolves into their cage this afternoon. Surely they don't stand a chance. Uh, we'll have goals from the SPL and the Championship after the Frank Skinner show and Rock and Roll Football Derby last night. Yes. A sleet swept goalless draw at the Hawthorns for Forest and West Brom. And Notts County don't kick off until 5.20 because of television coverage, would you believe? What? Their game against Dagenham and Redbridge is going to be on BT Sport. That's how box office the pies have become <laughs> since we adopted them as our Glory Hunters team. Primetime Saturday night entertainment at Meadow Lane. So batten down the hatches and let Storm Arwin blow some gale force goals our way. Oh. It's rock, it's roll, it's football, it is rock and roll football. Oh. Woo! Yes, Dyson! What a start, what a return. The Rock oh. and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Dyson, it's so good to be back. How are you? It's great to be back, yes. What, two weeks we've been off? I've been off for two weeks. You've been off for one week. Yeah. How have you been? Really good, thanks. Really good. Cold last night. Oh, isn't it? Oh, sleety this morning around our way. Yeah. yeah. Freezing, freezing. I realise that parts of the UK are getting it a lot worse than just it being a bit cold. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's uh, horrendous up north, isn't it? Certainly. So stay safe out there. Storm mm. Arwin. I've never heard the name Arwin. If your name's Arwin, text us on 812.15. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's people's names, isn't it? Yeah. Or female Arwin, do you? No, I don't. I don't. Is it female? Liam knows. knows. It's what? Arwin. From Lord of the Rings. I still don't know whether it's male or female. One of the elves. It's female. One of the elves is called the elf, like an elf queen, is it called Arwin? Yes, yeah. maybe. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. you pretending not to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch Lord of the Rings, but yeah, it's Something the elf queen. Like, she appears you know, in uh, the yeah. third film, uh, but uh, actually, <laughs> yeah. due to a continuity, yeah, she actually does appear in the second film uh, because Peter Jackson took them out of the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who am I taking the account of? I've clearly seen all three, but <laughs> yeah, only I've, once. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen all three once and fell asleep in every one. But yeah, they were quite good. I liked it. Lovely scenery. Oh, lovely scenery, isn't it? New, New Zealand. Oh, isn't it lovely? If your name's Arwin, or if you know an Arwin, text us on a Hicks oh, 15. Yes. But hopefully it's, you're all yeah. safe out there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I've never met an Arwin either. Yeah, so it'd be great if we could... Uh, if we could get one on, it would be a win, a win-win situation. Oh, yeah. oh my God, he's a genius! Yeah. A win-win situation. A win-win. Oh, oh. Well, okay. If your name is Arwin, if you know an Arwin, or if you can come up with a better Arwin pun than that, text us. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Now we've been asking you about Arwin in honour of Storm Arwin, which is uh, currently causing major disruptions to large parts of the UK. Sometimes you say, "Oh." Get you know, have a bit of fun getting in touch. We've had quite a lot of people get in touch yes. about Arwin. Um, Kirsty says, I've been friends with an Arwin for nearly 40 years. 
Wow, that's a because I mean I've looked at the history of the name Arwin and it really did suddenly peak in 2000 2001 around the time the first Lord of the Rings film came out of course and it's been quite popular ever since but it's still relatively uh, small uh, underused name shall we say it is we've had a particular message here from Lauren in Southport which I feel needs this yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> she says, sorry, you two, but Arwen, Liv Tyler, is an elf yes. of Rivendell. The queen of, of the elves is Galadriel, Kate oh, Blanchett. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, of course. Of course. Dyson, you, you naughty nerd. <laughs> it all makes sense now, Bad it? nerd. Yeah. You've been a yes. bad nerd. <laughs> Liv Tyler was Arwen. That's right. Yes, right. Suddenly it all makes sense. Thank Suddenly you, it all makes sense. <laughs> a storm Liv Tyler causes <laughs> chaos across the UK. <laughs> Lauren also says she's painting her home office today. I'm guessing just her office at home. She's not painting the home office. Not the home office. <laughs> Big old no. gig, that. Yeah, it would be. Ooh. Big walls. Don't let pretty see you. You'd be in trouble, Lauren. Because <laughs> I'm hating every minute. Well, Lauren, you've brought us a lot of pleasure there, so thank you very much for pointing out that Arwen is Liv Tyler. So, from now on, it's Storm and Liv Tyler, I guess. Glory Hunters on Rock and Roll Football. We are still supporting Notts County as part of our Glory Hunters feature. They lost last week, but we weren't on air. So we are still supporting them. They kick off at 5.20 today. We are delighted to be joined by arguably the biggest legend in Notts County history, their highest ever scorer, a legend in football, a legend in Nottingham, Les Brad. Les, welcome to the show. Oh, many thanks. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you this afternoon. You're, yeah. you're well known, obviously, for scoring so many goals. You're at County for 11 years, from 1967 wow. to 1978, 125 league goals. But how many goals in total? Um, I scored 200 goals exactly in my career. That was league and cup goals um, in a career that started at Rotherham back in 1967. It only lasted uh, uh, four games because one of those games was um, a league cup match against Knox County when I scored a goal and they came chasing me afterwards. And- oh, <laughs> wow. Um, after 10, just over 10 very happy years at Knox County, the chairman, uh, Mr Dunnett, called me in to say that he'd signed my replacement, Mr Green, and uh, he would hate to see me see, see my days out in the reserve team. And uh, he gave me a sheet of paper with four clubs on there. He said, I've talked to each of those clubs and uh, they're all happy to sign you. Just go ahead and give them a call and away you go. And I went home, had a good cry, and then I thought, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll show him, I'll show him. And um, I signed for, um, I don't know if you remember the name, Mike Summerby. Yes, of course, oh, City yeah. legend. Yeah, he played Manchester City, he was manager of Stockport. I signed for Stockport and had a very had three happy scenes there. Then two years at uh, Wigan. Um, and my very last game was only one game. It was on loan at Bristol Rovers, uh, where I scored a goal at Cardiff and then uh, got injured, came off, and um, I didn't play any more league games after that. But... Um, yeah, there was 200 goals, which I'm very, very grateful for. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, how many footballers in their life will ever score that amount? You know, it's, it's a huge personal achievement. And now, Les, obviously, you're well-known in Nottingham. You're still around Meadow Lane. You're a big ambassador for the club. I mean, when you're around Meadow Lane now, it must be so... I mean, a number of things must be weird. Obviously, the way that modern football's gone. But seeing Notts County out of the Football League must be very strange. Oh, I, I can't tell you how awful it was following that match at Swindon um, 
I was um, I didn't go to the game. I couldn't face it. Uh, I was sat in the pub with my, my mates and uh, some shot having far too many drinks. Came out. <laughs> I, I, I just I never believed it was going to happen, but it, it did. I mean, it's, it, two of the stories you've told us so far, Les, have, have ended with you in tears. I mean, it, it feels like Notts County <laughs> caused you a lot of pain over the years. I, I, had, I had two promotions as well with them that was more than tears, shall we? Say. <laughs> yeah. Tears of joy, I mean, hopefully yeah. there's another promotion coming up. Just, we've saved this till the end, Les, but just so that you know, Dyson and I are both Nottingham Forest supporters. We didn't want to tell you that at the start. I mean... Well, I can also tell you that I had 12 very happy years working at Nottingham Forest from 94 to 2006. Uh, I met and worked with some very great people and met some lovely footballers uh-huh. as well. So, uh, yeah, Nottingham's been my home for 50 years. Oh, Les, you're a legend, mate. This has been an absolute treat. Thank you so much for joining us. Good to talk to you, boys. All the best. Appreciate it. Cheers, thank you. You guys. You guys. Glory Hunters on Rock and Roll Football. Well, still getting lots of Arwen chat here, Dyson. Yeah, yeah, I know. A lot of them coming in. Uh, Anna here says, I have an Arwen at my cycle club, uh, the Hetton Hawks. Uh, also, Scott, get this, Scott in Cardiff said he went to price a job up for an Arwen just this week and had never heard of the name before. And what here we are. And here we are. We must have blown his mind. Arwen. Yeah. I yeah, never exactly. heard the name before. I, I met an Arwen in the week. I priced up a job. See, I turned on the radio they talk about Arwen you couldn't believe it Uh, Kim in Beckton says hi Matt squared and she's done that with that little too very clever it's good isn't it yeah says my friend Lynn loved Lord of the Rings so much and read the books avidly so when she was pregnant I said oh when you have a baby what will you call it and she replied that if it was a girl it would be Arwen her daughter Arwen was joined a few years later by her brother Ross Oh, is that right. what was she into friends as well? Because that's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she must have moved on. Yeah, and got into another. Show. Doesn't sound very <laughs> Lord of the Rings, does it, Ross? No, I'm pretty sure there's not a Ross in any Tolkien works. Arwen, Galadriel, and Keith. <laughs> that feels a bit. Uh, it doesn't feel like. Uh, what well, who was no. the other one? Pratchett, Terry Pratchett. Or is that oh, different? Yeah. Well, he was the different writer, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh no, I what? get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but was it a different type of show? I mean, you're you're the sort of resident. Um, am I? I don't think I am. I really am. Uh, well, Pratchett is uh, a very different philosophical <laughs> universe. Uh, the, the two can never intertwine. Oh, uh, there is some fan fiction on the internet that uh, does suggest that Pratchett and Tolkien uh, did overlap at some point. Sounds like you. It sounds like you or Roy Hodgson knows more about oh, it than no! me. No! <laughs> Undone by my own lack of ability. But have you ever read any Terry Pratchett? I, I haven't, you know. No, I think I, I saw a bit of the film they made of uh, Pratchett's one. Didn't they make a film out of Pratchett's one at some point? Hitchhiker's Guide? Oh, that's Douglas Adams. Oh. Well, oh, well, I'm turns out I'm the nerd. Myself. Douglas Adams and the universe of Tolkien uh, yeah. yeah. No, so no, I'm not, I don't know much about Pratchett at all, as you can hear. I feel bad <laughs> that I often uh, joke at the expense of nerds. If you are a nerd, um, <laughs> yeah. text it's us right. on 81215. In a loving way, don't you? Because you used to call fantasy football fans nerds, and now you're one of them. So, you know, you're yeah. like, you just, it's, it's all a facade, really. We yes. know what you're really like. Maybe I will get into I mean I've seen Lord of the Rings I like them yeah but I only need to see them once 
Yeah, the book looks a bit heavy, doesn't it? I've always thought. It looks a bit big. I know. See, if I'm going in, I might as well read the Bible. Do you know what I mean? If I'm going to go <laughs> yeah. big story with yeah, amazing yeah. characters in it, I'll do yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Stop. But if you are a nerd, um, get in touch. <laughs> oh, we still haven't actually got an Arwen. We've got a lot of people that know yes. Arwen. No one actually called Arwen has been in touch yet. So the hunt goes on. The hunt goes on. <laughs> uh, if you've got a friend called Arwen, tell her <laughs> to text us on 81215. The Rock and Roll Football podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Um... Just finishing up a bit of a chat. You've just joined us about nerds. <laughs> and uh, we've, we've had a few nerds get in touch. Um, and uh, Andy and Bolton has sent us this. <laughs> he says, Re Arwin. I'm a Lord of the Rings nerd, along with Star Wars, Alien, Marvel, etc. I mean, I love Alien films, don't you? Yes. Does that make us nerds, like in Alien films? No, I don't think it does. No, I think, you know, not all sci-fi fans are nerds, but some are. I mean, Andy admits to being one, so yeah. that's fine. He says, I'm also a follower of the associated groups on Zuckerbook. <laughs> oh, I'm guessing nice. that's just Facebook, or is that a different yeah. thing? No, I think it's a nice nerdy phrase it's a, for a, Facebook. A satirical take? Yeah. Of the... <laughs> Very meta, which is ironic, because yeah. that's now what it's called. Very, yeah, nice, yeah. He says, I find that Lord of the Rings fans are most respectful on these sites. Worst are Star Wars, who hate anyone who likes any of the new movies. Uh, also, yes. a little rock fact for you. The band Led Zeppelin love Lord of the Rings so much that bits of the books appear as lyrics in their songs. Andy and Bob. Ah, nice. Good. Very great fact from a, a nerd there. Also, did you see this from Nerdy Mitch? Says, <laughs> I, I think you'll find it's pronounced Arrowin. Oh, rather yes! Arwin. So it's Arrowin. It's Storm Arrowin. That's, no that's way. I've got in touch with saying the name wrong. Nerdy Mitch, Evil Gav. What? <laughs> what other listeners do we have that have um, <laughs> different prefixes to just like Mr. Yeah. Mr. His Doctor? Um, lots of them, aren't they? Amazing. Well, nerds, thank you so much for getting in touch. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. I've had... Since I got here today, five mince pies. Oh, no. We're still on Chunder Watch, then. Yeah? I mean, how are you feeling? <laughs> how are you feeling? I feel stage? fantastic. That's quite a lot, isn't it? That is quite a lot. It is. Yeah, I've been a, a, bit, a bit of a greedy pig. I mean, I still don't really fully understand how I ever got gout. Um, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> five pies to the good. You bears. Five pies to the good, in honour of Notts County. Well, you've um, got no self-control when it comes to mincemeat, have you? Absolutely no self-control. The thing is, I brought them in. No one else wants one, so what, I'm not going to waste them. That's true, they'll only go stale, won't they? You might as well eat them. That would be the bigger crime. Um, so, <laughs> now that we're fully in the Christmas mood, I saw a story this week. <laughs> a Man United Christmas party years ago, then oh. United goalkeeper Roy Carroll got oh, in a fight yeah. with a guy who plays Dev from Coronation oh, Street. Amazing. At a Christmas party. Like, what a weird image. <laughs> <laughs> Two very unexpected characters from the early noughties as well coming together. Dev was amazing in Corrie, wasn't he? He was, all, he was really, really overacting all the time. It was like shouting, angrily shouting was the only thing Dev could do, I seem to recall. Yes, it was inflection-laden as well. Deirdre! Yes. <laughs> Deirdre! got it! I can't believe you've got a Dev impression. <laughs> got a Dev impression, man. Deirdre! Deirdre! No, Deirdre! Deirdre. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> always... <laughs> 
Norris was, oh, Rita, we don't have any newspapers, Rita. I I, I did order some, but uh, all the centres were sure a bit dimmed at. It's very comedic, though, isn't it, Corey? But even then, like, the thought of Dev getting an argument. Roy. With Roy Carroll. Roy Carroll. Roy Carroll. Don't talk to me like that when I'm having a margarita. I don't care if it's Christmas. Imagine them. He's about six foot five as well, Roy Carroll, of all the people. Pick on Gary Neville. Pick on one of the shorter ones. But I'm not sure there was any of that at Nottingham Forest Christmas parties. There was never like, oh, Stuart Pearce has had a row with Alf Roberts or... Yeah, there was never anything, though. Did Yeah, no, maybe from the the local TV shows, like Boone, maybe, Michael Elphick. Michael Elphick! Michael Elphick! Not Michael Elphick and Neil Morrissey. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Had a fight with Lars Bohinen. (laughs) (laughs) A goal for Aston Villa. Wow, Aston Villa 1-0 up. Uh, as you say, Fordy. Uh, <laughs> Go on, <laughs> Phil, Phil, Phil. Scanning through my app. Go on. It's Crystal Palace. Do we know the goal scorer yet, Fordy? It's Matt Target. Target. On target. There we the go. Villains. There That's we go. Oh, they all count. They all count. <laughs> so anyway, in honour of Roy Carroll and Dev from from Coronation Street having a row, uh, a Christmas party about 20 years ago, text us the best gossip from your Christmas parties over the years. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I think every Christmas party I've ever been to has descended into some level of hell at some point. Yeah, some sort of unprofessionalism from a senior colleague, generally, isn't oh, it? Oh, I smell a story. I smell an online <laughs> scoop. No, no, no. Well, oh, I mean, he's backed out ago. of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, years ago, years ago, yeah. I, had, I had a boss who was. Yeah. He went around the party saying how sick of the industry he was. <laughs> and then uh, and he, said, he kept doing that, and like, people were saying, yeah, I don't know if you should be saying this at the Christmas party. And then later on, he was found uh, having a jazz cigarette in the disabled <laughs> Toilets. So like, yeah. That's the that, sort of thing I that had happens. No at an idea where that Christmas was going. Party. Then <laughs> it was like I found everything. What in the disabled toilet? Wow, wait. I remember being at one. I mean, it wasn't even that bad. But even like the most normal ones, there's an element of people just drink too much. Is the problem? And that's the root yeah. cause. And that yes. drinking with colleagues, it's like, because they're, they're not your mates. They're not, and, you know, sometimes they are your mates. But on the whole, when you're going like the office Christmas do, it's often the only time you'd ever have a drink with some of those people. I remember when I worked in politics and we had, it was one of those Christmas do's where there was like a photographer there. And like, oh, we'll do a team photo. So we had them all printed off and the boss had them. And then he he was, we shared like a room, because it was all at this hotel, me and him shared a room. And he was basically violently sick, but oh. all over these team photos. Oh, so he's like, you can't no. tell anyone. I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone. But then all oh, week everyone was wow. going, oh, did, you, you took the photos. He was like, oh, I don't know what happened. But then people they got going, lost. Yeah, yeah people going, Why, what have you, what's going on? What have you teaming up to? So I was like, what? Up to, I haven't done anything. Oh. People could tell if he'd have just said. I mean, it's, I mean, the problem is, as a boss, you can't go because it was like those yes. ones, you know, the school photo frame that you get. It's just like that yeah, cardboard yeah. blue frame. It was like that. Yeah. The boss can't go. I was sick all over them. <laughs> I was drunk and out of control. I vomited all over the pictures. Yeah, it's not a good look, is it? For no. Management? No. I mean, as a comedian, like my word, when you do Christmas gigs, I remember doing a gig in Portsmouth where a guy. 
knocked someone out because the aircon on was too high. Oh. Oh, yeah, it was bad. I've just realised from your reaction of that, that's probably not a very radio-friendly <laughs> story. <laughs> it's actually really bleak. Yeah, someone got knocked out. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Dan in Lincoln says at our Christmas party we had a large buffet at a lovely restaurant and I said to my younger colleague that cheesecake smells funny he had a oh. sniff and I dunked his face <laughs> in it oh it's a classic a food fight broke oh. out and later I pinched the managing director's chauffeur and car to take me home oh, with my wow. now wife wow wow what a story a food set fight the bar high. <laughs> Dan great. in Lincoln you yob starting a food fight at a Christmas you know what have you ever been in a food fight uh, I don't think I have you know I'm imagining that sort of Bugsy Malone levels of like foam everywhere food everywhere covered the whole place yeah. I don't think I have been in one that's got to that level yeah. I have once had, I once had one on stage and it was one of the most invigorating experience. You know when know. you know like old football hooligans talk about it, you like it looks like the scariest yeah. thing. When they talk yeah. about hooliganism, I mean not food fights. Right. Go, yeah. But they just talk about what a rush it was. I'm like, well, I'm never gonna know that because it's just too mm. scary. This was just like, oh my god, I got a steak bake in the face, like oh, a donut what? in my ear. I was just like, oh my word. How it it just about? felt great. <laughs> Dyson, I gotta tell you, it yeah. felt great. I think I'd someone threw some at me and then I chucked it back and I think I just happened to have been to Greg's before. Wow. It was at some Edinburgh show. I just went, you know, it was a bit of a joke. And then they had some food on them. I think they'd been Sainsbury's. I mean, just throwing food at each other. We should yeah, try it. Must be it. quite liberating. It's quite liberating. We could do one in Golden Square, you know, like a mass food fight. Uh, do people do? So do flash mobs and things yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 flash mobs. Yeah, we mob can do foods. a mass food <laughs> yeah, yeah, fight, yeah, yeah, Absolutely, we? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so keep texting us your Christmas party gossip, but also, if you've been in a food fight, text us on 81215. <laughs> Paul says, the office Christmas party. No-one told the boss the table booking had been changed from 7 to 9.30, and he hated spending money, so made one drink last all <laughs> One drink, that's all. I mean, if that's a oh, pint, which is the largest volume. It. Yeah, It'd be really warm by the end. Yeah. Oh. One colleague had an argument with his wife and didn't turn up. A group of six turned up late, very drunk, so the taxi didn't turn up, and I didn't make it because I was in A&E getting my hands stitched up due to a rugby injury. Oh. <laughs> that party basically didn't happen. Most of the people weren't there. That's horrendous. Well, the worst party ever. I mean, it just sounds carnage, but it's like, what's weird is the worst Christmas party ever. Everyone ended up in A&E, but none of them actually made it there. So the yeah, party still... itself was fine. Yeah, and the, the manager just sat there with his one drink all evening. It's just a sad, sad sight at Christmas. I think, oh, Dyson's heart bleeding for this manager of the past. This tight man. I think if you're the manager, you have to get a couple of rounds in at the Christmas dinner. You've got to lead by example, haven't you? Surely. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No two ways about it. I'm not sure That's... we've actually had a Christmas, do have we? You and I. Well, we, we go out for Christmas drinks as a team, don't we? We will do again this year, you know. But um, yeah, we've never, it's never got, ended up in a food fight. Uh, until, until this until, year. Until now. Until this year. <laughs> food fight leading to A&E. <laughs> imagine. Imagine you and I ended up having a fight. Wouldn't that be terrible? <laughs> oh, it'd be awful, wouldn't it? Although, you know, maybe I can imagine a sort of wrestling covered in gravy out in the square. <laughs> that, could be, that could be quite fun. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford. And Matt Dyson. Oh man, so this uh, <laughs> Paul from Norwich says that one of our Christmas work dues, we had a young colleague called Jake who managed to get a girl's phone number who worked behind the bar. By the end of the evening, she asked if she could have it back. 
Yeah, How he, do you take your been number so back? I, mean, I guess it was in the days when people used to write it down. Uh, right. Can I have it back? Take oh, it back let me just worry. check I've written it down properly, then you just <laughs> set fire to it or stick it in the recycling or something, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah. On the subject of food fights, Annie in Stockport as well. Uh, so she got uh, into some sort of food fight in a canteen at Rank Xerox back in the mid-'80s. Uh, I can't remember how it started, she says, but could not resist throwing mashed potato soaked in gravy wrapped in a serviette at a girl I didn't like. Oh, you know what? what? I bet Annie what in Stockport... Must have been. What? I bet she's the sort of person who puts ice in a snowball. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, is, that is, is yeah. devious, that level of it. You know, it's fine, you like it's technically legal in a food fight, but you've really... Yeah. Although, Ooh. what an amazing thing that would be if you get that serviette in the face and it just bursts and you get a mouthful of mashed oh. potato and gravy. Well, yeah, if it's still warm, it could be a nice treat. Even if it's cold, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah, cold gravy. Oh, no, congeals, doesn't it? Oh, I'm not a big fan of cold gravy. Someone says, uh, I imagine a full-on food fight would be a waste of food that Matt Ford wouldn't be wholly committed to. That's true, isn't it, really? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you just got to stand there during a food fight with your mouth open. <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, aim at me, aim at me. Everyone else trying to, like, duck it just like, with, a, with a massive bib on. To ca- oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That'd be a good idea. Do it in basically, like, a wet room. Yes, where good, yeah. any food, but everyone's clean. <laughs> uh, maybe you're in, like, boiler suits or something. <laughs> oh. And then you can just scoop it off the floor and it eat it. It sounds a bit like Squid Game, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds all right, in theory. Yeah, that, that'd be good, wouldn't it? So and we're just... eating off food off the floor of a, a wet room. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, it doesn't sound as good as it... Uh, when I'm picturing it, it's just this amazing banquet that's up the walls and on the floor, and you, you get to uh, eat yeah. it. Oh, yeah, OK, yeah. I'd be up for it, to be fair. I guess in a food fight, you need to have splotting stuff, don't you? So, like, mashed potatoes good. Mm. You couldn't throw a steak at someone. No, it could it could hurt. I mean, a big, thick rump steak in the face, yeah. Although, if it was, like, little bruising. bites, do you know what I mean? Like, if it was, like, one of those steaks where they cut it, it was like Salt Bay had yeah, done it. Yeah, okay, it, oh, right, yeah, or some little volivons, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, it'd be good, actually, if everything was kind of no bigger than a cola cube or a grape. Yeah, so bite-sized chunks, Just yeah. canapes, and then you could catch them all in your mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. No Take idea what this has room. to. No idea what this has to do with football, but we're having a wonderful time. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Tom Corbett has tweeted us. It says, I was a sub-warden at a University Hall of Residence Christmas party. On the way back, the driver pulled over on a dual carriageway because of drunk students. They stole two lampposts and brought them home. And he's tweeted a picture of these lampposts. They're huge. How do you steal a lamppost? A whole lamppost? How do you take them out of the ground to start with? I've got no idea. Amazing. Ask Tom Corbett. (laughs) Yeah, I will, I will. Amazing. Unbelievable. I mean, the the standard thing as a student was traffic cones, wasn't it? That traffic was the thing cones, yeah, to... yeah. Put them on your head, walk down the street, you know, play them like they're an instrument. <laughs> tra- a, a whole lamppost seems... Quite, I'm quite impressed, to be fair. I mean, if you can beat that, what, I mean, what have you come back with after a night? If you can beat... What's the strangest thing you've come back with after a night out? There are going to be some bawdy uh, uh, versions yes. of this that we won't be able to broadcast. But um, can you beat... I mean, it's not even one lamppost, it's two. So were you talking <laughs> minimum three lampposts or something even weirder? <laughs> Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. 
think we have a vast array of things that have been stolen, including one someone's mate who came over with a cement mixer and another one who brought a penguin home that he, he stole from Chessington Zoo. That's from Paul the Shaper. How do you steal a penguin and get away I mean, with it? How do you get into the zoo and get into the penguin enclosure and then get out with it? I mean, we really are not encouraging this behaviour. Also, why would way. you want a penguin? I don't know, yeah. It's exactly. a nightmare. It's bad yeah. enough if a pigeon gets in your flat, let alone a yeah. penguin. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, ridiculous. But so many, so many weird and wonderful things are coming in. Well, our generation <laughs> was told to pick up a penguin, and I guess on some ah, level... That's true, Paul yeah. the chauffeur just acted... Took it too literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so these, my word! Um, the, the, oh, the, oh, the, I've got so excited. <laughs> this is it. I love this one. I mean, obviously, we are not justifying this. It's all in the past. Yeah. I mean, obviously, everything is. But anyway, she says, My ex and his mates nicked a temporary traffic light on their way home from the pub. They were sparkies. By the time I got home with some friends after a girls' night, they'd wired it up and we had a full-on disco. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. They turned it into well, disco it's, lights. It's amazing they could wire it up. Yeah, so they had the, the, yeah, the lights If you were the police investigating that and you knocked on the door and said, uh, Excuse me, madam, we've had a report that... Oh, my God, they've wired it up. You know what, fellas? <laughs> Yeah, Keep it. Play. Don't do it again. But that is very, very cool. <laughs> it's impressive, isn't it? Yeah, you'd, I mean, you'd be gutted if you got a criminal record for that when you're like, <laughs> imagine! <laughs> what are you in for? Uh, murder. What about you? Oh, uh, Nixon. <laughs> traffic lights. But I'm a sparky. I wired them up. We turned them I into discos. I did wire them up, yeah. you know, but yeah. Does that make the crime worse? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I'm doing in Belmarsh, but... Uh, <laughs> hey-ho! You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. A friend of mine had a full-sized Harvester restaurant sign in his living room from a wild, <laughs> boisterous night out in Cardiff. Had it there for years. Oh, Legend. Uh, nice, yeah. That's, that's impressive. I wonder if he wired that up. But then Matt in Silsden, though, here, a story from 1991. We stole the flagpole from outside the police station in Stoke. What? And brought it back to the halls of residence. But they returned it the next day. You see, that's the key thing from Matt there. Have your fun. Take it back the next day. That's the message. I mean, the thing I is with the flagpole, it's not as if you've stolen something that you're like, oh, it's really hard to give this back now. You know, now I've got it in the house, you know, like a massive telly or something where you're like, yeah. oh, man, I was really looking forward to watching football on that. Like a flagpole. Yes. I guess nicking it's the fun, isn't it? It's the risk of the, yeah, the drunken... Yeah, it's the police station. It's the theft from a police station. It's the horseplay. It's the hijinks. Yes, but that's it, yeah. But Would return it the next day. <laughs> <laughs> would you return it at night or would you just... How do you return a flagpole subtly? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's a good time to return a flagpole, is there? It's also it's all blokes, isn't it? I mean, do women do this? <laughs> Not in the same way, I don't think. If, you, if you're a woman and you've done any of this, let us know. Because it's just all men stealing. Quite, I mean, without getting all Freudian about this, lampposts, flagpoles... Yeah, quite big cones, items, aren't well, they? Well, but yeah. also they're a particular shape. Yes, yeah, overcompensating for something, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. They're all well. quite phallic thefts, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> Anything that's basically sort of points they in the are, air, they're like, yeah. there's definitely a bloke that's done it. Something annoyed you this week. Need to get it off your chest? Email it to footballatabsoluteradio.co.uk and one of the Roy's will rant about it. Hodgson and Keane at your service. Roy's rants on rock and roll football. Yes, welcome again to the seance of the living. Will it be Hodgson? Will it be Keane? We'll have to wait and see. 
The uh, question this week comes from Billy Husky on Twitter, who simply wants one of the Roys to rant about the Walker's Crisp shortage. Ooh, the spirit's coming. I can feel the spirit. Oh. Oh, evil. Hey. Walker's quit. Talk about Walker's crisps and the shortage. I mean, what is the matter with people? If there's no Walker's crisp, why another brand? I don't understand what the problem is. Look, it's better that there's not a shortage. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of shortages. I'd rather live in a world of abundance, wouldn't we all? You know, <laughs> you know I don't want to go back to some sort of medieval feudalism where we're all serfs living off the land. And, you know, you, you, you turn up crops ruined and then that's you for the year. You know, I, I want to live in a world of abundance, but there's plenty of... Are these people not heard of Pringles? Mm, or Tyrrells? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, Tyrrells. tangy yeah. toms, chipsticks. Oh, you know, there's yes. a whole world of crests out there. Torres, truffle crests. Yeah. <laughs> They're expensive, don't get me wrong, but... They're meant to be fantastic. <laughs> you know, take the opportunity to, to broaden your palate mm. a wee bit. If there's no yeah. uh, workers, get yourself some Golden Wonder. Yeah. Or, or try the food. Get a maze paste yeah. snack. Go Monster Munch. <laughs> Just experiment a wee bit. Take it as a positive. You know, life, yeah. you know, it's the same as football. You know, sometimes you think you have something that's a setback. It's how you adapt to it. It's how you move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. If it was, you know, one nil down, where am I from? <laughs> yeah, got a bit Northern Irish there. Oh, we're losing him a little bit. We, Roy, come back, come back, Roy, come back. Champions League final, let's see. Champions Better. League. One little down against Bayern Munich. We didn't go all well. There's a shortage of goals. Yeah. So we're going to sit here and moan about it on social media. I don't think it existed then, but, you know, yeah. we, we, we'll go, we're going to write a telegram home, moaning about the shortage of goals. We did something about it. Went out and got two different goals. Yeah. Find, find a different way through. Yeah, that's yeah. the equivalent. You know, at the moment, when, when there's no walkers on the shelves, you want nil down against Bayern Munich. you got to go out there and, and get, you know, your, your pickle on your Monster Munch or, you know, your chilli heat wave Doritos or, your, you know, these new hummus crisps, you know. The name put me <laughs> off a wee bit. i got to tell you, I, just, I don't want to be walking around looking like I'm trying to make a point. You know what I mean? I don't want people to think, yeah. oh, here he goes. <laughs> yeah, he's showing off. Yeah. Trying to look <laughs> all liberal in the supermarket. But i got to tell you, tomato flavour crisps... Uh, I can't believe there's not more of a discussion about them in this country. We're so yeah, far behind. Yeah. Tomato crisps are great. Yeah, yeah. All, all the paprika ones on the continent are very popular, aren't they, as well? Yeah, great flip. When you go abroad, see, that's the yeah. thing. You go abroad, you try all these different flavours. You never do it at yes. home. Yeah, exactly. well, then, yeah. You know, if you want to... People talk about staycations. Do it in your local Tesco. Just say, you know, I'm going to pretend like I'm in a, a, a supermarket in Spain. I'm yes. going to go try all the weird stuff. And then just <laughs> sit at home, you know, put different music on. Now, you, you could even wear a sombrero uh, and sit there yeah, eating your yeah. paprika crisps. Yeah, yeah. Crisp. A crisp holiday, yeah. A crisp holiday. That's what we should all have. It's a great idea. Yeah, thank you, walkers, if anything. Yeah. But they've done you a favour. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I like a pack of sombrero. I like prawn cocktail. Yeah. It's a bit more like Martin O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> Martin, coming through the air. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing with crisps. <laughs> that's what Chris did, yeah. Rock and roll football. Podcast done.
Well, there you go. That was the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I regret to inform you that during the recording of that show, me and Dyson did have a physical fight. Yeah. He, he came to the studio and he punched me full on in the face. Mm. Really hard. And then we uh, sort of got in a sort of like a headlock situation and then we're sort of rolling around on the floor a bit till producer Liam eventually stepped in to break it up. We, uh, we grappled. In fact, the, the way that producer Liam stepped in to break it up was to just punch me full in the face. Yeah. So I was just punched yeah. by you both. Um, yeah, you so came I guess off quite badly. I did, yeah. I'm in a lot of physical pain. But I guess, that, you know, now the documentary has that, that dark element to it. Exactly. It's all good content for the doc. You know, that's it. it's all about the fly-on-the-wall doc that yeah. we make. Because they're filming the whole process every show we make, so they'll, they'll sift through the rushes someday. Yeah, and I'll be there going, <laughs> I can't believe the only time we ever got in a fight was when we just had a conversation about how we never get in a fight. <laughs> yeah, and you ended up with matching black eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine! <laughs> we are joking, we should be very clear. This has not descended into violence. No. Uh, everything's okay, so don't worry about it. We're all mm. fine. Rock and Roll Football is a happy production. Yes, it's a peaceful place. We are it peaceful is. folk. Yeah. It's a safe yeah. space, it's a peaceful place, yeah. and neither of us carry mace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Just in case you were wondering. That's not something we need to clear up. We don't get a lot of texts about it, but um, <laughs> I guess we yeah. should leave it there. Yeah, it's probably time to go now, I suppose. It is. We hope you're enjoying the start of the festive period because it's now upon us isn't it so yeah well yeah we're nearly there aren't we nearly in december oh! i bet you've already got your advent calendar haven't you i bought it this morning from the um from my local supermarket yeah and what is it chocolate of course it is yeah it's gin a... not gin no i need a chocolate one do you remember that gin one i had and i brought it in here oh yes that'll oh, be on yeah, the dock yeah. bloody hell <laughs> Dyson smashing back gin miniatures. <laughs> God, the What sights. a show that was. No one noticed, did they? <laughs> no one knew he had his shirt off for three hours live on air. <laughs> but it was a wondrous sight. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye.